Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 9. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. We have a phenomenal super expert guest today by the name of Danny Johnson from San Antonio, Texas, that I am so excited to have on. So welcome, Danny. Oh, thank you, Holly. Thanks for having me on. We're so excited to have you. Uh, Just so you know a little bit about Danny, he has been flipping houses for 13 years, about double me. He's got five kids, ages four to 24. As I mentioned, he's from San Antonio, Texas, so he's got a fun Southern accent. And he's got a phenomenal show called the Flipping Junkie Podcast, where he shares his experience and those of others to help make those of our rest of our lives better as we are doing real estate investing. So today he's going to share how his business has changed um, and how it's kind of different from some of us with both online lead generation and this really cool tool that he's invented called REI Mobile. But before we get into that, Danny, why don't you give us a little bit of backstory about you and how you came to be where you're at with real estate investing? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Well, first, do I really have a Southern accent? Mm-hmm. I, I never thought I really had much of an accent. Well, you speak a little different than us California people. <laughs> yeah, I probably get some of it from my wife because she's from Houston. So she sometimes really has a, a strong Southern, you know, Texas accent. But okay, but we, you know, starting and flipping houses, of course, you know, I, I got into it for the same reason a lot of people out there want to get into to flipping houses for, for freedom, uh, to be able to do the things I want to do when I want to do them, and to you know, not be trading hours for dollars kind of thing. Um, you know, I like the, the, mostly the idea of being able to, you know, the harder I worked and, and the more I focused and everything, you know, I could make, you know, exponentially more than I could at a job and, and have fun doing it. And so, you know, where I, I sort of learned about it was uh, growing up, my father was a contractor for a, a successful investor here in San Antonio. And so I actually helped him when I was younger, you know, some of those rehabs doing the demolition and stuff like that. And I quickly learned that I didn't, didn't want to be doing the fix up myself. It's just not my thing, but um, you know, and then, uh, so with that, you know, I, I got interested in, in computer science and in high school and then in college, I went and got a, a degree in computer science and started uh, writing code for a defense contractor here in San Antonio. And so I was, you know, working basically in what was, what's called a skiff, which is like a windowless room, you know, with these, these fluorescent lights that were horrible and, uh, you know, just day in, day out doing the same sort of things. And it wasn't really challenging the work I was doing. And while I was in college, my dad had started actually moving from, well, he went from contractor to doing a lot of different other things and other businesses. And then he started, you know, flipping houses while I was in college and just seeing him run around and being excited about everything he was doing and just taking off, you know, he just was succeeding, uh, 
really quickly and having so much fun doing it. And I said, wow, I really, I want to do that, you know? And, and uh, I think one of the first things I started learning from was this, this uh, course, it was a VHS course. I think it was at Carlton Sheets or something. He was doing cold calling, you know, and I watched that and I said, wow, I don't want to do that. You know, that's not how I want to, to do this business. You know, he was trying to work some, some weird deals and everything. And it was just, uh, you know, it seemed really painful. So I didn't, start then but uh, a couple years into my dad and being in the business I decided well I'm going to look for a house for myself and uh, you know I'll start with that so I'll find a house that I can fix up and move into and uh, you know for people I don't know you know you can get a HUD home you HUD actually gives you and you can go to HUDHomestore.com and look for houses that are HUD foreclosures FHA foreclosures that are uh, owned by uh, the government. So they, they give you dibs. So I think it's like 10 days or something like that, where investors can't really bid on some of those properties for 10 days. So if you're a homeowner or a teacher or something like that, you can buy those houses. You can put in your bids and buy those houses before investors have a chance. Um, so if you're going to live in it, you can be the investor and the homeowner and get the deal before other investors do. So it's a, it's a great way to get started. Uh, and that's what I did. And, and we, we started fixing up the house and lived in it. And, um, you know, started uh, taking off in the business from there. So we spent weekends and evenings for a couple of years, my wife and I, uh, just beating the streets and, and sending postcards and doing online marketing, all kinds of stuff. Mm, so what year did you start your online marketing? Do you recall that? Oh, that, I think that was back in 2005, maybe. Wow. So, yeah. So maybe 11, 11 years ago. And what did you do? Did you do pay-per-click advertising or how is it that you I don't know if that was even around. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that was, no, it was, it wasn't even really targeted. It was, it was just mainly, you know, getting the website built and uh, there was not really much strategy at that point. It took me a couple of years before I learned about the strategy. So just kind of organic SEO initially. Right. Right. So and obviously back then there wasn't a whole lot of competition. You know, if you just had a site and you did a couple of things, you could, you could get some leads through it. But, but even then I didn't generate a whole lot of leads we mostly were just focused on other ways to market to motivated sellers, you know, everything from bandit signs to billboards, flyers, door hangers, uh, all that kind of stuff. So we had the fun of, of learning about all those different things and how well they work and, you know, experiences like, you know, having somebody go out to hand out 5,000 door hangers and finding out that they dumped 2,000 of them in a trash can. Aww. And, you know, because I, I drove around looking to see if they were passing them out, you know, just double checking. And, uh, you know, I couldn't find the guy anywhere. So I went to his apartment where, where I'd picked him up because he didn't have a vehicle either. It was just had to drop him off and get him started. And he was in there watching TV. <laughs> And so I said, oh, well, I guess he, you know, he was saying he was done, but there was no way he could have done that many. So I checked and I found a garbage can with all of them in there. So that was, that was interesting. But anyway, so there's, there's a lot of uh, fun ways to get deals, but you have to stay on top of it. That's for sure. So tell us a little bit about, if you would, how many deals you did and how much you were doing this before you quit your job as a, I guess you're a software engineer. Right. So we were part-time for longer than we probably should have been. I, uh, you know, I think it was a total of three years part-time. And we were to the point where we were doing probably, you know, 10 to 15 deals a year. So plenty, plenty of deals were starting to come in consistently. 
at that point. And actually, I uh, I even needed for my my job to sort of you know, lay me off for me to go full time because I was just, you know, I was making good money in the security and I was able to do the flipping part time. I didn't feel like, like I needed the more time. And it was just more, you know, for benefits and everything else that the job provided. Um, so it actually took me being laid off. And I remember my, um, my manager telling me, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to keep you here and do everything I can. And I told him, no, don't, this is actually good. This is yeah. actually really, really good for me, and and uh, I was one foot out the door already. Anyway, I guess in my mind, but um, but that's what we did. And so, yeah, that, that's how that happened. And what advice would you have for other people as far as when the right time is to quit their job? Because I know some people get so excited, they go to a seminar, read a book, and they think they're just going to quit their job right away because they're going to make it happen. But probably not the best idea. So, what advice do you have for people that? eventually want to make this a full-time income replacement. Yeah, definitely don't just quit your job and say, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> you know, especially if, you, well, I mean, it may, I mean, I guess if you don't have uh, people dependent on you, right? Uh, you know, maybe that's a little bit something that you could actually do. But if you, if you don't, if you need to, to be a little bit more secure so that you're not forcing things and making bad decisions, because you know, mm. well, if I do in this business, if you're rushing things, you can make some big mistakes. But um costly mistakes. So my, my biggest advice is just to make sure that you can consistently get deals. And in order to do that, you know, you've got to get enough leads. And, um, you know, one thing I do see with a lot of people uh, getting started in the business is, uh, you know, they're complaining about not being able to get enough leads or enough good leads that become deals. And they're, they're, you know, they're thinking, well, it, it can't, it doesn't work where I am. It's just not the same as where Danny is or, or where Holly is or, you know, which is funny because you're in California and we're making it work. But, um, you know, it does work everywhere. And, and really the fact of the matter is you're just not getting enough leads. And I think some people are surprised by how many leads are typically needed, especially in the beginning, in order to convert into deals. And... Um, I, I've heard a lot of people tell me that my book was a big eye opener. I'm going to plug that here. If, if go for it. it's free, yeah. it's a free book. And I advise everybody, if you go to flippingjunkie.com and just subscribe, just on that, the homepage there, subscribe, I'll send you the free uh, copy of the Flipping Houses Exposed book. So what that book is, is it's 34 weeks in the life of a real estate invest, uh, investor, which is me. And what I did was, uh, well, the backstory. Uh, just real quick, I won't make it long. You know, we were doing well in the flipping business and my wife and I and, and the kids took a trip to the West Coast. We went from San Diego all the way up to Seattle, you know, over several weeks, uh, just seeing the, the entire West Coast and had a lot of fun. And while we were in Oregon, we stopped at a, a uh, aviation museum and they had the spruce goose there from uh, Howard Hughes, you know, that big wooden spruce goose. But, but while we were there, you know, I was talking to my wife. I said, you know, when we get back, I'm going to finally take flying lessons because I've been wanting to take flying lessons for a long time after going up with one of my mentors in his small plane in Michigan. And so when we got back, I started taking flying lessons. Well, I started pretending like I was sort of semi-retired. It was more of just I was so focused and having so much fun learning how to fly that my business sort of suffered and my flipping business. And what happens is you'll find that as you do a lot of marketing and things in your business, you start to to get compounding um, benefits from what you're doing. And so that, you know, what you're doing now, what you're experiencing now is sort of a result of what you've done over the last three or four months. Mm. And, and so if you stop 
you're still going to get those benefits from what you did before. It's not just what you did yesterday. And so a lot of people do a lot of things for the first three months quit because they're like, well, I didn't see any benefit of what I did, but it's, well, it's, you didn't, you just quit right before you were going to start getting results. But, um, I'm trying to lose my, or keep my train of thought here. So, so what had happened was while I was learning how to fly, we were still getting some deals. So I wasn't doing much. I said, well, I guess I don't need to. I built up enough to where it's just kind of like ride out. But after four months or so, it was really drying up. And I said, wow, I've got to get motivated to build all this back up again um, and get back in this business. Otherwise, our business is going to suffer pretty bad. And at that point, I've been talking with a, a friend of mine who wanted to also get in the business. And we were sort of having goal setting meetings and things like that. And so I talked about starting a blog, you know, where I would sort of help him in the business and I would help other people, you know, as I did this. So it was almost like I was starting from scratch and I was going to show people what it took in the beginning to build up to see what it was really like to be doing things and not getting results immediately because it doesn't happen that way. And so those 34 weeks was basically everything, every call that I was getting, all the marketing I was doing, every call that I was getting, uh, and, and the analysis of those deals. So it, like w whenever I got a call, I would document what that seller told me. It was the reason for them calling me. And then my analysis of that deal and what I did, whether I went there to see the house, made an offer and all of that kind of stuff. So weekly, uh, those 34 weeks I showed uh, every single thing I did. And people were surprised by how much, you know, it takes to finally get a deal because I think I went two months in before I had a deal and they see how many leads I got and how many calls I handled, how many things I went through, and they get a better idea of a realistic expectation. Wow, that sounds really helpful. I can't wait to go read that book myself now. So tell the audience this, if you would, approximately how many leads does it take to get a deal? And then I guess how much marketing does it take to get a lead? And I know you, you do a variety of things. It's not just mailers, but um, kind of give us an idea of that funnel, how many it starts to get to your final deal, how many deals. Okay, I'll start with the, what, what's typically explained, I think, as people may have heard. You know, 100 leads uh, might end up being 10 uh, properties that you make offers on, and then you get one of those as a deal. So it'd be 100 uh, leads would generate one deal. And that, that's saying sort of in the beginning, you know, and maybe the quality of leads aren't so good. So that's a 1% conversion you know, uh, rate. And, you know, that's really low. And I think that's more to do with people not being experienced enough to, uh, to be able to convert those leads into deals. I think more can be had out of those numbers, those general numbers. And typically what we experience is closer to about um, uh, 7% of our leads actually become, what is it 7, 15? I think it's like between 7 and 15 typically percent of, of the the. No, it's actually more than that. Yeah, because it's one out of seven lately. So one out of seven leads that we actually turn into a deal. So I don't know what it is. What is that math wise? Like thirteen or something percent? A little bit more, fourteen. Yeah. So one out of seven. I think as you get more experience and you learn uh, how to best take advantage of of those leads and and uh, do your best to convert them. And so. Um, So do you feel like your marketing is generating higher quality or qualified leads also? 
maybe that's part of it too? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. And the majority of my leads comes from my website, uh, dannybuyshouses.com, if you want to check that out. Okay. Danny buys houses, real easy to remember. But um, yeah, and I think those typically are a little bit better leads than some of the other ones from things like flyers and, and door hangers and stuff like that. Um, I don't know that, you know, bandit signs, obviously, if you can put those out, you know, disclaimer there, make sure that they're legal where you're putting them out. Some places actually allow permits. You could actually contact the city and get permits for bandit signs. Hmm. And, uh, and those typically, I think out of everything I've ever done, I think probably bandit signs maybe had the best quality leads out of anything. The websites is a close second to that. And in my book, I actually break down every week my stats. So it was basically how many leads I got, where they came from. And you'll notice that most of those are from my website. And so I, obviously I started getting people contacting me saying, Hey, how do I get a website? You know, and, and, uh, I was busy running the business and everything. So I didn't really have a place to send people. And, uh, but after a while, so many people had contacted me about it. I said, well, why don't I provide websites? So, you know, that's how Lead Propeller was born. Uh, Lead Propeller is the, my real estate investor websites that I offer. I developed those over the last couple of years. And you get the benefit of everything I've basically learned out of all these years from generating leads online and uh, the ins and outs of, of what works. And the benefit is knowing the customer. So online, you're trying to attract uh, motivated sellers. And it helps to have known you know, hundreds and thousands of sellers that we've met with over the years. And you really get to know sort of the mindset and what they're, where they're coming from being a very active investor. And we're still, you know, flipping houses and, you know, got a team now helping me grow the flipping business as well. But um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's a, a big, big part of it is, is having a good source of leads that are more qualified. So you have people that are really and the benefit of that is what's nice about the website is you have people like actively searching for you, right? So you're not, you know, broadcasting a big, you know, message or whatever and hoping that you get a couple people here and there that need to hear that message. You have someone that's actively searching for what you provide. And so it makes it a lot easier. So I think you have higher conversion rates because of that. That makes sense. And they come with probably a little bit of sense of knowing a little bit about you, what you're looking for. They come with a little bit more comfort instead of just that generic postcard that might say, I want to buy your house for cash. Call me, Danny. So tell, tell us a little bit about what they see on your website. And do you still make these available to other real estate investors that want to utilize this tool? Yeah, sure. So what, what they see, you know, basically where it's gone over the last uh, several years, and even from the beginning, I really started it this way, even by naming my website, Danny Buys Houses, it's more of a personable, a personal approach. You know, they, they find out it's not just some company that you have no idea who's behind it, you know, whether it's legit or not. And I think that's a problem. Uh, one of the mainly, one of the highest search terms for, for people buying houses online is we buy houses scam. You know, wow. it's like well, people wonder if it's a scam, right? You know, so it's because they see all this stuff where people say, I'll buy your house cash and stuff like that, or I want to buy your house, I'll pay cash. And they think it's a scam. Uh, a funny story from one of the yellow letters from years ago that I sent out, I started noticing traffic come to my website from this base guitar forums. And I was like, why am I getting so much traffic from this guitar forum? You know, it's like, it doesn't make sense at all. So I went to there and I found where the post was about me. And the thing was the guy, one of this bass guitarist that 
Frequencies website had gotten a, a yellow letter from me saying I wanted to buy his house. If he was interested, give me a call. And so he's coming up with all these wild ideas and guesses as to what that was all about. You know, all he had to do was call me and find out, you know, what it was. But he was, was thinking it was some kind of scam or something. And so he put, but it's real interesting because you get that other side of things, what people maybe that don't call you that might think about it. And so what you're up with. And it was funny because some of the other people in that forum actually were posting things like, I did a search on his name and he's an attorney and this and that. I'm not an attorney. <laughs> They're finding all this wrong information and, and making guesses and things like that. So um, I don't know if I posted on there or something or if, if another investor had said, no, this is, this is how we market, this is what we do. But um, so anyway, so what, what that kind of shows you with things like that, experience like that is what shows you how to make sure that your, your website communicates who you are and what you're doing and what you're about so that it's more of a, a personable experience. Like they, they make a little bit of a connection with you. So you build rapport, you build credibility. And if you go to my site, there's a ton of testimonials. I, I just love putting testimonials on there. I think it's a huge help because they show, you know, it shows that you've helped real people do what you're saying that you're going to do. So. Right. So when you say testimonials, you're not even talking about other investors that have used your tool. You're talking about actual home sellers that you've bought homes from that were pleased with the experience, right? Right. On Danny Buys Houses, right. Right, right. So, yeah, always include testimonials. And then in the beginning, you know, some people say, well, I'm new to this. I don't have testimonials. So you can get them from family and friends and they don't have to say that you bought a house from them. You know, they can say that you're just a, a great person and a very helpful person and a real person. And that's really, you know, if you've got business partners, associates, maybe talk about, you know, how you're, uh, you know, straight shooter. I don't know. There's things like that, but you can always include some, some things that help. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's some great advice. Yeah. Just something that speaks to your integrity, um, as, as a home buyer. So for people that are interested, so for investors that want to know how to get their own lead propeller site, where do they go for that? Oh, they can go to leadpropeller.com. All right. And it's lead. You can see on my coffee cup, lead. Nice. Propeller. And of course we'll have that in the show notes with the link to it. And, um, great information. Why don't you tell us about how, what your latest, um, invention is with REI mobile. I'm really curious to learn about that. Yeah, sure. No problem. So basically, uh, you know, I think serious investors that, that know that getting leads is only part of it, right? So you can get leads, but you've got to convert those into deals. And we, we talked about what the typical numbers are and how you can improve those numbers. But what you'll find, especially lately, and I think it's becoming more and more important, is that follow-up is a big part of where people are getting the deals. So you may get a lead, you may make them an offer, or they may not be motivated enough to even to where you're even making them an offer, even though I feel like you should always make an offer if they have enough equity where it makes sense. Um, but, uh, you know, so so I think... You know, I don't know what the numbers are. I think it's close to about 50% of what we get isn't on the first go. It's not when we first make an offer they accept. You know, it's on follow-up. So you have to have a system for follow-up. And early on, I recognized that my notebook wasn't a good way to, to keep track of all those. After you get, you know, hundreds of leads, you, you're starting, you, there's no way to keep track of that. A spreadsheet even is not a good way to keep track of that because you, you just can't have it be efficient. 
And so early on, I, I developed a, um, a system to keep track of all my leads and the follow-ups and my notes and all kinds of stuff like that. Now, obviously, it was just for me. You know, so this is going to be in my advantage over my competition in San Antonio. And so, uh, you know, I had that. And actually, it's gone over two iterations now. And now we're in the third iteration. And this one, I built to be more of team-based because I'm growing my business here as a team. I've got other people working with me on these leads. We need to know what's going on with all the leads, who's talked to who, who said what, all that kind of stuff. And obviously keep track of follow-ups and staying on top of those without having to remember a million things. And so this one's cloud-based and REI Mobile is the cloud-based version of this software that I've been uh, developing and, and uh, redeveloping for the last, I think it's 10 years, honestly, from the wow. first one like to this one. And so this is all starting, this, this version was started from scratch, I think three years ago, four, four years ago, excuse me. Time's going by so fast, I don't know anymore. But, you know, even to hear people say, he's been flipping for 13 years, it seems weird to me. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the, the, the purpose of REI Mobile, and that's why it was built. And it's, you know, helping people to, to benefit from being able to follow up and have a system to convert more of the leads into deals so that you're not just constantly spinning and we'll say, I need more leads, more leads, because I'm not getting enough deals. You can turn more of those existing leads into deals. So tell us a little bit about what the system is. Does it give you email reminders to, to follow up with Susan Joe? And she said she might be ready in December of this year. So give us a little clue as to what it looks like. Yeah, so what it looks like is you can, and it's not just about follow-ups, it, it tracks a lot of other things too, but so what it looks like is you have uh, a way to keep track of all your leads and all the information for those leads, uh, for each one, for the property, pictures, you can set up albums, so you have before and after, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the contact information, you can upload documents to it, you can do your analysis and keep track of it for you know, flip, fix and flip, wholesale or rental. Um, you can keep track of all your notes and your follow-up reminders. And you can link that to your Google Calendar. So you can set up a Google Calendar and have your follow-ups go and have those put into your Google Calendar and then have alerts set for that too. So the system will email you if you don't want to do that. If you want to have emails on those days that you want to follow up for those leads, the system will email those out on those days. But if you, you can also link it up to your Google Calendar and have those alerts come to your cell phone and stuff like that if it's a really hot one you want to keep track of. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's how you do that. And, and how we use it on a daily basis is, you know, if we make an offer, we're putting a follow-up reminder for the next day to check on that offer. Fantastic. And how that goes, we put another one, whether a couple days away or whatever the situation warrants. So if we find out, hey, these guys are extremely, extremely unmotivated, we're not going to put the call the next day. It's just going to make them angry. Uh, so we'll move it out. And we're actually expanding that functionality to be even crazier uh, to set up sequences in advance and just plug the lead into that sequence and keep track of all that. It's pretty exciting. I don't want to get into too much of it. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of really cool things with automation. Um, Sounds really cool. And is there more information about that at a website that people can go to, I assume? Sure. REI and mobile. So REI is for real estate investor. And then mobile is because it's, it's mobile responsive, the website is, so that you can 
on your cell phone or your tablet, works really well on an iPad, uh, out in the field or whatever, you can go and access all your leads and put information in. And so that's why we called it mobile. And eventually, I don't know how long because we're still doing a lot of development on this, but eventually we will have uh, apps for it. So it'll be even a better experience on a phone. Very cool. I love it. It's especially great for people who are on the go or want to run their business remotely. That's, it sounds like it's great to have a whole team be plugged in so you can be directing your team of who they need to follow up with. That sounds great. Yeah, I love it because we can assign tasks. And so what I did was, and this is what's so nice about this. It's, it's being able, before it was just me and I was developing all this stuff. And I had, of course, it's like anything else. You have a million ideas, but you, can, you don't have time at all to do, implement all of it. And so as we've built all this up, now it's nice to say, oh, I would love to be, I need to be able to do this. And so I tell the guys, hey, put this in your list. We need this stuff added to the system. And it's not just somebody um, else that's using it that, that wants to say, I want this feature. You know, it's somebody coming from a software background that knows sort of the behind the scenes of how that should work. And so it's great because it's not somebody that's communicating with a developer that doesn't understand really the, the way all that's supposed to work and the developer might not develop it in the correct way. So it, it's pretty nice to have that here and be able to do that. So one thing I did was I said, I want to be able to assign tasks to team members based on whatever status I change for this lead. So if I have a task to do something like, you know, rerun comps or something from an old lead uh, that we've been following for a long time, because maybe you know, appreciation has happened and what they, we were willing to pay before is lower than what we can pay now. Mm. So I can go in and say, hey, if I change the status to recheck comps, and that is going to make an action of a, a um, uh, what's it called, like a task assignment to someone on my team to recheck those comps for me and follow up with the seller and see if there's a way, if, if we can up our offer or see if they've had more motivation at this point. Very clever. Love that, that tip. So give us, if you would, love to hear a story or two about your experiences since we haven't really heard any stories of maybe um, an example where there was a long delay from when you first got a lead until you eventually bought a house from someone. Yeah, I, I have a, a real, longer one. So yeah, lay it on I us. I got a really, really good one. So I think it was a year ago when I was testing a lot of RAM mobiles, I had local investor friends of mine come into the office and sit down and use the system and see, you know, their input, get their thoughts on it without me directing everything, just kind of see how they played with it and, and see if it was sort of working the way that they, they thought it should. And so I was giving example leads like, okay, go ahead and add a lead, you know, and, and, um, I would give them this address and it's the address that I always typically will put on a map. If I'm drawing like a, uh, like a polygon or something on a map, mm -hmm. I always use this address cause it's sort of center of town and it's a house that I'd been trying to buy for a long time. I think eight years ago, I first started sending letters wow. to the seller of this house, really cool old house, big old house. And I ended up after a year or so of sending letters, I finally talked to him and, and the guy was interested in selling, but his daughter didn't want him to sell. So I, I don't know that I even saw the house, but I made him a ballpark offer over the phone and he seemed interested, but, but the daughter just was not having it. She was not going to let him sell the house. And so I, I would still send some letters for a couple of years after that and follow up or call and follow up. 
but I hadn't really even contacted them for three years or so until I was, you know, telling people, hey, enter this address in as a new lead or something. And I didn't contact him. I didn't do anything. I didn't think any more of it, but I got a call that same week from that guy at that house and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready to sell. My daughter's okay with it now. And so we bought that house and it was a ton of work. And, you know, you get to the point where you've got so much going on that you, you know, time versus money. So I said, I'm going to wholesale it. I can make a ton of money, but I'm going to wholesale. We made 50,000 on the wholesale from that, that deal without fixing it up. And wow. uh, yeah, but in, in a couple, like what, six months later or something, I had seen what the people that bought it from us sold it for and almost had a heart attack because it went for way more than what I thought even it would. <laughs> You know, so good for them. You know, it's, it's awesome. That's funny you say that because just last night I was looking up a house that I had. I wholesaled it on the MLS. So it's not so much wholesale in like our world where we'd say, oh, we have a list of buyers. You know, I don't have a list of buyers because I flip everything. Put this one house in the Palm Springs area. We thought, oh, let's just try and throw it out, see if we can sell it on the MLS. Sure enough, we did. So we paid 72. We flipped it on the MLS for 92, you know, for holding it for a few weeks, you know, doing nothing. And then the guy I sold it to had said he was going to turn it into a rental, which I thought, okay, that's good. And I thought, you know, probably the after repaired value was 150. My husband was thinking 159. He sold it for 164 just three months after I sold it to him. Oh, so he flipped it, which I was happy for him. But yeah, it's interesting how value sometimes surprise you. Wow. So that was eight years start to finish on that start one? Start to finish eight years. Wow. Uh, and, and that's the, you know, obviously, like I said, I didn't continuously contact him for that long. You know, it was a lot of it up front, slowed down after that. But I had done it enough to where after so long, he thought of me when it was time instead of hunting anywhere else. And he still had my number from, I guess, one of the letters or something. That's awesome. It almost sounds a little bit like that movie, The Secret. Have you heard of that yeah, movie? Yeah, no, I'm, like, a, I'm a firm believer. Yeah, no, I... I uh, Danny was putting that address out to the universe. Right? It works, I'm telling it. you. It works. <laughs> the energy wavelengths went out. I actually split, split a storm the other night with my mind. No, but <laughs> it, it was storming really bad. We've had real bad weather in Texas lately, but in, at one o'clock in the morning, there was a bunch of thunder, and it seemed like the thunder would last forever. You know, not just one loud thunder. It was just continuous. I was like, wow. And I checked on my aviation app, has a really good weather, like radar on it. And there was a huge, like, massive storm with thousands of lightning strike icons on it. And I said, this thing's coming straight for our house. And, and just the week before, we had trees down from a storm. Like, you know, some people say there may have been small tornadoes. I don't know. But so I was thinking, wow, I wonder if that's – so I was thinking, okay, you know, this storm is going to split and go around us. It's going to split and go around us. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> And I woke up again at three o'clock in the morning for more lightning and stuff. And I looked and it did, it had split on south and north and didn't hit us head on. So it was, I don't know, it's just, you can believe that if you want or not, but I think there's some truth in, you know, doing that uh, positive thinking. So. Yeah. You're a powerful magnet, Danny. I love it. <laughs> Attracting what you want yeah, and repelling what you don't want. Go away. Thunderstorm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. For anybody that hasn't seen that, they need to watch it and, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. All right, well, as we wrap up here, I would love for you to share with our listening audience some words of advice, uh, maybe for both. Why don't you give us some words of advice for a brand new investor of what you would advise them to do, and then maybe somebody who's more seasoned about how they can take their game to the next level. Okay, sure. So the for the newer person, the advice is to give things time and to understand that other people are doing it, which means you can do it. Not that you know, there's two ways to look at it. I've got a lot of competition. It's going to be hard for me. And guess what? It's going to be hard for you. Uh, if you look at it like they're doing it, I can do it too. There's so many people out here buying houses. There must be plenty of them and there is plenty of them and it will be easier for you. Just believe that. You know, just have faith, get to know some of these guys and then see that they're doing these deals and look at it that way. Don't look at it with jealousy. Don't look at it with, you know, how'd you do that? I wish I could do that. Look at it like I can do that because he did it and focus that way. And so when you go to do things, you're going to do some motivated star marketing or something. Don't just send out a hundred letters and say, I didn't get anything from it. I got one call. They weren't motivated. So I'm not going to do anything more. Well, guess what? Direct mail, they say that most of the, the return is on the fifth through seventh letter. I mean, what do you, if you just sent one to 100 people, what are your odds? Especially when, you know, the response rates typically half or to 1% of, of uh, you know, response rates for, from direct mail. So you have to give, you have to like, you know, really understand that in this business, you can make a ton of money from one deal. And you've got to put the investment in and understand that it's an investment and it'll seem like you're throwing money away and throwing money into a black hole, but stick with it. Don't give up and switch. You know, I think people start do a little bit here, switch, get nervous, do something else, switch, get nervous. They don't ever let it build up because you will get calls from people that held your letter for a year and waited to call you. So what you thought wasn't working actually was, they just weren't ready for it. Uh, so that's my biggest advice for, for newer people. The, for, for more seasoned people, I think it's more of um uh, growing your team and, and realizing that you can get more freedom by, by having people come in and help you out. So I struggled a lot with, you know, thinking that I would be able to hire anybody that would be able to go and meet with motivated sellers and close them, get the house under contract. And, uh, you know, Justin Williams, a mutual friend of ours, was always telling me, you're wrong, Danny. There's a ton of people that can do it better than you. And it's not that, you know, you don't do it well, but it's if you can, you do that well, but you're also doing a hundred other things, you're not going to do it well as you can all the time. So get somebody focused. And that's a, it's a great way to, to look at business and to uh, get some key people into your business to help you out and do more with your business. So, uh, yeah. I love it. That is fantastic. I know we as entrepreneurs often think no one can do it as well as us. And sometimes we're right. I mean, I bet nobody can um, design the software systems and websites as well as you. I'm sure you've got implementers, but you know that you've got the best ideas. No one's got ideas as good yeah. as you. It can be true, but there's only so many hours in the day that we have to implement all these great ideas we have. Right. right. So yeah, that's great advice to grow your team and and share that responsibility so that you can do more and be more. Well, Danny, this has been fantastic. Love it. I've got all kinds of great tips to put in the show notes about leadpropeller.com, reimobile.com, and what a great opportunity that you're sharing the tools of your success with other investors. I think that's fantastic. Any final words you wanted to say? 
Yeah, I was going to just uh, talk about really quick because there's been such a change in, in the way online has been for generating leads. And, you know, I'm sure you're well aware of the fact that most people going online to find things are starting to go on with mobile phones. And while they're on the go, they don't sit down at a computer as much anymore to do that kind of thing. So you've got to be prepared for that. So if you do, uh, you know, build your own website or go with one of ours, you know, just make sure that, you know, it's mobile responsive, but not just that, but it's targeted and focused to how people are using it. So you think about when you're using a phone to search something on the go, you're not doing it the same way that you would if you were on a desktop. And so, you know, that's the benefit of a service like ours. You know, you pay monthly for it, but the benefit is that we stay on top of all of this and make improvements for you so that you don't have to. And that's the big thing is the time thing again, right? Like you can't be an expert in all this and everything else. But um, so I, I looked real quick before this at what the rates were for my website and for Danny Buys Houses for 2016, uh, 30% came from mobile devices. And of that 30%, 24% were from smartphones. And uh, so there's still quite a bit from desktop. There's 70%, which is the uh, majority. But if I looked at my conversion rates, the number of people that actually came to the website and submitted their information, you know, it was two, almost three times as high on the smartphone as it was on the desktop. Wow, very interesting. So, so people are driving around, they see, they see, yeah, well, they see you could have their marketing, they see other people's bandit signs that say we buy houses and they search it, you know, and if your website's coming up, uh, then you're going to be able to capture those. And if it's built to, you know, make it easy for them, especially if they're driving, you can't have a bunch of small buttons or, or a nav bar that had links real small, close to each other where they can't tap it easily. Uh, it's going to be difficult. So, so always focus on that. And one way to look and see if you already have a website, uh, there's, there's a bunch of free websites that do this, but mobiletest.me. So it's mobile test and then ME. That's a free website. You can go in there and choose a device and then put in the URL and it'll show you what it looks like. And so you can make sure that what your site looks like on all these different devices actually is what you expect it to be. Great tip. Thank you so much, Danny. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up and just thank you so much for all of your time and all the great words of wisdom that you shared with our audience. You're fantastic. And we really appreciate you, Danny. No problem. Thank you, Holly. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.